and welcome to another episode of The Rise of Jim Carrey. I'm Dave. Tristan here as well. <laughs> Great. And today we are looking at The Majestic. The Majestic. The Majestic. The Majestic. Uh, um, we're so glad you guys have come back again, after, especially after the cringe episode, <laughs> which well, that got a bit weird and I'm sorry. Got like super serious. Got very serious for for a very funny movie because I watched it again <laughs> after we talked about it. It was on TV and I watched it again and I was like, I stand by everything I said. Yeah, the amount of conversations that I had with people about that movie and how how serious yeah. it is after we had our discussion yeah. and everyone's like, whoa. Yeah, because somebody was like talking about oh, the Grinch and I'm like, we were watching it together and I was like, yeah, but look at this and they're like, oh, but color similarities between the Grinch and the Majestic. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Which is interesting. Um, we should probably start off with the pitch. The elevator uh, pitch. The elevator pitch. Uh, I've got another one a little bit later if I remember to do it, but let's start off. Is it me or you? <laughs> I think <laughs> we, it's me. I think it's I th- me. I think it's you. I okay. think it's you. Bing! Hi. So, here's a movie idea. You know Jim Carrey, the comedy guy? Yeah, the funny what guy. If, yeah. What if you did a film where he was not funny at all? It was Like, what about simple, a little bit funny? Not at all. Okay. Maybe one joke, and I think it falls flat. But it's about like the uh, communist witch hunts that they had in uh, Hollywood uh, back in like the 1950s or late 1940s. Uh, so it's about that. And it's about a guy who gets amnesia and then wakes up in this small town, which is like Americana personified. But that's Jim Carrey. And he forgets who he is. And they think he's a dead war hero, but he's not. And he gets his memory back and everybody loves him. Wow. Yeah. It's really good. And there's a. It's a bit weird, but I'm going to go with it. Great. He's a screenwriter, and there's a thing called The Majestic. The film's called The Majestic. Yeah. Great. How much are you going to give me? Uh, not as much as usual. Ah, oh, Ben. <laughs> Ding! There you go. That's pretty much it yeah. in, a, in a nutshell. Let's go to uh, Buy the Numbers. Let's just, let's just start off. Let's just see what we're playing with. Uh, the film was made in 2001. That makes it 19 years old because this is 2020, guys. We're, uh, we're oh, happy, New oh, happy New Year. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. This is our first uh, episode back. Um, it was made by Frank Darabont. Darabont, yep. Darabont, who made The Green Mile and Shawshank Redemption. He, yeah, he, he, does, he does serious films. Yeah. He does very serious um, films. When I read that, I was like, that explains so much. Yeah, it doesn't like, Tonally of this film, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I kind of wish I'd known that going in, but I'm actually glad I didn't. Uh, the budget for this movie, how much do you think it was? The budget. Oh, I'm, I'm not as much as uh, Jim usually rakes in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say in the 90, 90 million it made or it like it had to like it, oh it, uh, the budget was would have been about 90 million i'm guessing okay so it uh it's budgeted it was budgeted for 72 million to oh, make close, close. how much do you think it worldwide grossed i i forget if this was a hit i don't think it was was a big hit yeah i'm going to guess maybe worldwide less than 200 million maybe 152 32. No, $37 million. Oh, so a flop. According to IMDb, 30s. I read that and I was like, that can't be right. Yeah. Yeah, wow. Huge, huge stinker. Jim made, I I couldn't find the exact uh, details of how much he made, but it was under $15 million for this film. Yeah, look, I don't even know where to start with this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm surprised that it was, was such a flop, but that being said, yeah. I didn't see it at the cinema. No, not at all. Uh, I looked at the trailer, because I, I rewatched the trailer, because I'm like, is this the film I think it is? And I rewatched the trailer, and I was like, oh, that's right. I remember, like, purposefully not seeing this film. Yeah. Because I was like, I'm so not interested in this film <laughs> at all. See, I, I, I came to this film a little while later, mm-hmm. and I loved it. It, like, I was a bit apprehensive going into this film because mm. I, I remember I uh, it, it wasn't too much after the film was in cinemas that I saw it uh so it was still quite close to release but I remember yeah. absolutely loving it really holding the torch mm. for this film and considered it one of my favorite Jim Carrey films full stop do you still Look, the the edges have frayed a bit for me, and yeah. and like that was that was that was the disappointing thing, and I was so apprehensive going in to see this yeah. film because I held it in such high esteem, and just ha- I haven't seen it in a good fifteen years or so. Yeah, I had never seen it, um, didn't really know what to expect. I I'm probably like one of those incredibly lazy artists who don't read up, have no idea. 
I would say 99% of the time of what I'm actually going to see. Mm. Because I'm like, if they're doing their job, they're going to tell me anyway. And I'd rather go on the journey with them than be like, hmm, oh, they're not doing that right. <laughs> um, I had two things in this movie that I liked. Yeah. Like it was actually like, that's great. Um, I had the gentle opening and the creation of the world. Like I really liked that, like him sitting there and the voices talking. And like I kind of felt like it kind of tied into like, they're giving us the plot here in some ways about mm. the dog and the sun and all this stuff. And the, yeah, I love that. And then like really like that, like Hollywood um, film sort of world at that time. Cause it was what, what year is it set in? It's like, Oh, I, 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 I'm not too sure. I think late forties, early fifties. Yeah. So that real, like the real, like studio era of Hollywood. The, the golden age of Hollywood. The golden age of Hollywood. And I feel like it really, like, especially that shot where he finds out that they're like, we think you're a communist. Um, and they're like on that walking down that like Mm. alleyway in the black, the back lot. I was like, this is just gloriously shot. This is so beautiful. Um, also very, very fake as well because the Hollywood side is not that big. No, no. On any of the studios in, in LA, it's, it's quite a distance away. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a bit, there's a bit of that. There's a, and I think that's what's kind of interesting about this film. There's like this real nod to the love that I would say the director has who Darabont. Yeah. What's his first name? Frank. Frank. Um, to his love for cinema. Like you can tell yeah. through this film how much this guy loves cinema. Yeah, and, and this is this is why I held it in such high esteem mm. and, and why I loved it so much when I I, I was younger and mm. kind of really starting to get into film and the mm. world of film. And I, I think it's the same with all, all filmmakers and all people that 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 mm. make films that they love films about filmmaking. And this is yeah. this is a film that is such a, a tender love letter to that golden age of Hollywood and yeah. and the power of cinema. And it, they they get so they get so many things right about working in the film industry and stuff. Like they get so many things right and so many things that just, I'm just like, what is, what is happening? But the the real the kind of witch hunt element of it and that like the real separation of world between like small town America and LA and mm. Hollywood, I just saw like that was glorious. Like if you if you had come into this film 25 minutes in, like if you come to the cinema like late and came in, you, you that twist at the end, like the ending of this would have been so confusing. <laughs> I saw the whole thing and I was like, what is happening here? <laughs> um, the other thing that I was like, that's really nice is I I got really, really hooked on this film. <laughs> so my wife and I had a lot of trouble actually watching this film because yeah. we could only find it on Google Play. And then I'd ride to Google Play it because you can't, there's no app for Google Play on Apple TV. So I tried to do it from my phone to Apple TV and it would play, but without the sound. So I had to watch it on my phone. <laughs> uh, so there's little details that I've missed. It's probably, so you, you watched this entire film on your phone? On my phone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Luckily, I've got a new phone. Yeah. And it was fine. But yeah, we watched this whole film on my phone because it's the only thing that we could watch it on. That's crazy. Yeah. I just got to this point where I'm just like, I don't know how, like, this is going to come undone. It has to. Yeah. I just, are they going to take the really easy way out or are they going to, like, twist it up a little bit? And that actually held me through a lot of this film because I was like, how, like, how is he going to get his memory back? Because at one point he gets, like, punched in the face. <laughs> and I'm like, that's his memory back right yeah. there. And then um, he, it doesn't, it does not come back at all. And that, that's, that's the, the real sweet thing about this film as well. Mm. And, and probably it's a little bit of a cop out, mm. but the, I guess the dramatic irony of it is there's no, no bad guys. He's not in it to be a bad guy. It's just something yeah. that's happened and turns well, out that he hurt, hurts all these people. I suppose the bad guy in the whole film is the guy who's trying to convict him of being a communist yeah. with the glasses. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then you're like, this is so not even about him. Yeah. This is about your ego trip, which I think they make a really lovely point of it in the yeah. film where you're just like, this isn't even about him. Like, he just happens to be a name. Which And, and you know, these like these trials and this witch hunt, like this is real. 
thing. Mm. This actually happened to like a lot of people. Like they lost their careers and everything because they're like, you're a communist. And they're like, well, no, I'm not. And they're like, well, you, we think you might be. And it's that whole, you know, post-World post War II thing going on there. Like I, I just really, like this really, God, it's hooks in me. I'm a big one. I think in life as well, like I really struggle with like, you know, these people that you see and they're like, oh, they defraud, like they pretended to have this illness and they defrauded and yeah. these people. And I'm always just like, how do you do that? Like, how do you get so far down the road that you're just like, I can't get out of this. And in this one, luckily he has amnesia. So you're like, okay, that's, that's fine. That's fine. He's not actually doing anything wrong. He, he doesn't know who he is. And the, and the town so bad yeah. want him to be Luke. They need it so much that they, they, they create Luke. And I think that what's lovely is when they all come to terms with that. Yeah. And I was just like, I was in. I was like, how is... And I was like, this is two and a half hours this film. <laughs> yeah, Which it, I, I personally be half an hour longer than it needs to be. Yeah. Well, it, it's, a, it's a Frank Darabont film yeah. and he, 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 he definitely he, he has a... I don't want to say a lengthy yeah. tone to his films. Yeah. He, he's not one to wrap things up quickly. Yeah, he'll, he'll flesh it out. Yeah, he, he, he'll, let, he'll let a scene play out, which is, I, I think, yeah. a beautiful thing about his films he, is he, he really lets that story kind of slowly yeah. unfold, which a, a lot of people like and I know a lot of people really don't like and especially in terms of modern films, you don't yeah. get a lot of films like this one anymore where it does let you kind of stay with a scene a lot longer. I feel like he's definitely created the Darabont universe yeah because like green mile and this and the shawshank redemption they all have a very similar feel like you were like that all happens in that same world yeah but yeah are you looking up whether they're actually is a darabont no no, no. well well green mile and shawshank redemption Mm. are are stephen king novels Mm. um majestic isn't i don't think so because when i read up on the trivia that it was his friend had written the script, yes. Yeah. Uh, who and and sort of like gave gave it to him, but he was already doing the Green Mile, and then as soon as that finished, he like moved straight on to yeah. this. But I mean, yeah, very much in that 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 yeah. kind of I don't want to call it King style, yeah. But it, it kind of fits very well into mm. to the kind of the theme and the, mm. the universe of those two films. Well, I guess I guess yeah. they're set at similar times. They're like period yeah. pieces, yeah. So that's one thing. He's so deep into this and all these people love him and he's doing so much and I'm like oh this is just going to be such a big betrayal but also uh, does that like whole town live out on the street all the time uh, small town America in the 1950s they just constantly like everyone everyone all the time is just out yeah. I feel like those extras have got like some proper money from this because like, we need you <laughs> Every shot of every day. Well, it, it, it's it's that that was the thought that I had when uh, the, the townsfolk are coming into the majestic on mm. on opening night, mm. and uh, the 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 father um, just asked one of the town people, like, "How are the kids?" And I'm like, "You probably know how the kids are. They've been there yeah. helping you the entire time." Yeah. The things for me that I was like really like I like this is great. Like it sucked me in created the world I like I was like I love this world we're existing mm. in I had a lot of hmms about this <laughs> was there anything that you particularly like yeah, a few things that I, I quite enjoyed about yeah. this film the the film within the film I love the film yeah. within the film the, the the sand pirates yeah the sand pirates of the Sahara yes yeah oh, love it so much um, just I, I want to see that film yeah um, Especially and, with the actors who are in that. Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like Bruce Campbell being <laughs> being Bruce Campbell. <laughs> like, of so course, good. of course, uh, he's there, and mm. um, just casually uh, throwing around the the idol from Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah. I was really surprised that I how I didn't I, I never realized sorry how iconic that is. Yeah. The mini rose of like, isn't that? Isn't that from Indiana Jones? <laughs> Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, it's just a golden thing, and then you see, you can. That's it's, it's in black and white, and you're mm. like, no, that's the mm. that's the Indiana Jones idol. One of the pieces of trivia that I read is that the poster that he first looks at at the start of the film, mm. and the poster that he looks at uh, when his memory comes back. Uh, spoilers. Uh, <laughs> I'm assuming that you've watched the film if you're at this point, guys. Is the same poster. Yeah. 
the same, not like a, a reproduction because it's got the same number on it, the same yeah. serial number. And they're like, it's probably because like that's like the stepping back into his life. Yeah. Instead of a recreation of his life, it's the same life. And I was like, I feel like they were like, let's just print one. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to justify why we did that. But yeah, yeah I, I thought that was like a cool little touch that it's like the same exact poster that he saw as well. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, the, the other thing that I just really, really enjoyed was The Majestic itself. Oh. Um, just such a, 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 a beautiful cinema and even in its kind of yeah. derelict state, yeah. uh, it just gave kind of so much kind of character and personality yeah. and um, just just being such a film fan and, and, and a love of having such a love of cinema, just when they, they turn those lights on um, after they finally restored it and there's just this, this big neon glow, just uh, my heart skipped a beat. Down where I live in Semaphore in South Australia, um, we have a little cinema there on the main street called The Odeon. Mm which is like three three little cinemas in there and it's family run. They've run it for years. Like I'd see the people who work there at the local shops and like and stuff. And like instantly, like I think that's one of the things that like got me with this is I was like, yeah. I know that feeling. Yeah, um, yeah, like yeah. I go there like, oh, how you going? And like, yeah, really good. What are you seeing tonight? Yeah, doing this. And like, you just you just walk like I walk, like I feel weird if I get into a car and go to a cinema now because I just walk because <laughs> yeah. it's so close. Like I went and saw Star Wars the other day there, and Cats. <laughs> I think we might just do an episode just on Cats. Just please the, no, just for the fun of it. That's when you to watch Cats. <laughs> um, but like, and I was like, how many films have I been here? Like, it really does become this like part of your community, but this like real like escapism within yeah. your community and like and you go and you kind of go on these adventures together with the people around you and stuff yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I i have a very um similar similar relationship with cinema I, I my my kind of love of cinema came um when i was was younger and and the the moment that it really got me was uh, I, I was living in a, a small country town, um, not unlike the, the the town here, and there was just kind of one old cinema that would show just a handful of movies. We didn't have a megaplex or anything, um, and and just the the impact of cinema really was shown to me with Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Steven Spielberg wow. film. Like, it's, I, we used to go to the cinema all the time, but that was the, the, the night that we saw that was the time that I really felt the power of cinema and the power of audience in a cinema because not, normally we'd go, there'd be a handful of people in the cinema, but that was the first movie that I went to that there was a crowd a massive crowd to see that film. I just remember being surrounded by all of these bodies. Mm. Um, little young, young Tristan <laughs> just uh, looking up at the, uh, the, the mirrored ceiling of this, this Art Deco cinema. Sounds um, great. And uh, just going and watch Jurassic Park. Mm. Yeah. And, and I think Harry says it in this film, the dad, where he says, you know, like you can watch a movie at home but like you actually go to the cinema for the crap. Mm. You have this thing to get. Like we went and saw um, Frozen Two, <laughs> which if you haven't seen it, go and see it. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. But that's a, again a whole other podcast. Uh, movies that Dave liked. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not a lot of subscribers. We saw it, and there was like a bunch of like twelve and third. No, they were younger than that. They're probably like. 10 to 12 year old kids came in. I think they were like a dance troupe <laughs> and they sort of sat near us and there was like all these families around us and it's just so wonderful. Like hearing the kids like, oh my God. Oh! And like, and just like that real like immersion of like, you know, cause at home, like you just sit, like, I don't know about you. Yeah. Like I'll laugh out loud or, or whatever, but like a lot of times it's like, you just silently sitting there and watching it. And like last night, I silently sat there and watched this film with my wife on my phone and we were just like, this is so weird. <laughs> um, it, it's like, this is what tickles me is it's a film about cinema and, yeah. and filmmaking and you're sitting there watching it on a mobile phone. That's exactly. And she like nudged me at that point and she was like, I feel like he'd be really angry with us. <laughs> I was like, I think he is. So it's like this weird inception thing going on. But, and I think people who live, like, live near a mega, like I used to work at the cinema. Mm. I worked at the cinema for like seven years. I like had a big Megaplex thing and like it was like there was regulars that would come up and that's what was special when like yeah. 
you know, and like I remember there was like this one couple that I served them like on their first date. And then, like, you know, like, they keep coming back. And, like, oh, what are you going to see in this time? It's like, oh, he wants to see this one. Like, <laughs> And, like, we got this quite, this quite friendly, like, sort of camaraderie kind of going about film. Mm. Because, like, I was like, oh, don't see that film. It's a piece of junk. Uh, go and see this instead. And they're like, oh, uh, we're going to go and see it anyway. And then they come up, like, it is bad. And I'm like, it is. And we're sort of talking. But I kind of, like, watched, like, a couple of years of their relationship together um, through the cinema. Mm. Just because I, like... Obviously, I like film because I'm at a cinema, and and they kept coming back and stuff like that. And I don't I don't know of a lot of places that you kind of get that. Like I completely understand that people like go to sport and stuff, and they get that same thing. But like with a film, like you are literally saying the exact same thing. Yeah, and it then comes down to your interpretation. Like exactly what this podcast is, your interpretation of yeah. that film. So, and also they're they're little bits of memories that you kind of collect over the yeah. years as well. It, it it's. Um, Especially the stories that, that stay with you. And yeah. that, like that's, Jurassic Park. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Not a, a film that uh, a, a lot of people might still be talking about, but it, it was such an impactful film for me when it came out. And everyone has a film like that. It might not be Jurassic Park, it might be something else. I still remember going to see The Matrix and like watching it and then like getting in the car with my mum and my brother and my mum going, now, what do you think that was about? <laughs> and I was like... This and she's like, that's pretty close. <laughs> and she's like, not exactly, but yeah, okay, okay. And like that idea of like, yeah, just like because this real connection to film, which like this podcast, I guess, is a love letter to film. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What, what else? What else are you looking at? They they, they were my my yeah. favorite parts of the film. Mm. Uh, my not my favorite parts. There's many more favorite parts, yeah. but they they they're, they're standout likes uh, that I had for the film. One of my, I'm going to go into my hmms. Mm. The one of the real issues that I had with this film, a real hmm in this film, mm. is I'm going to make this very, very clear to our listeners and to everybody. Do not ever treat a person who you find unconscious on a beach like they do in this film. <laughs> you do not meet an unconscious person. Yeah, sit them up, stand them up. Get them to walk four miles or whatever it is back to the town and then, like, give them a tour, then take them in for food. Like, he's bleeding from his head. He's literally washed up and he's like, oh, can you get up? Can you do this? Can you do that? I'm like, what are you doing? Straight to the doctor. Stay here. I'll go get a doctor. This is bonkers. So, you know, you're going to leave a guy on a beach while you walk five miles back to the town... To get get the doctor. Yeah, because that guy has a massive gash in his head and he has... Well, these days you just call someone, you know what I mean? But, like, that guy... Like, I would, I would wait for him to rouse or I would, like, put something on the dog and send the dog back. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, you're here. And then, like, we're... Like Lassie, come on, mm. guys. This is what Lassie was all about. So, like, he could have had uh, bleeding in his brain. He could have like had a neck problem. He could have broken ribs. He so many things, so many things could be wrong with him. And he's like, you should get up and walk four miles. Also, what is that conversation walking back to town? <laughs> How are you feeling? Oh, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, not great. Cool, not bro. Good. good chat. Yeah, I'm just wanna, I just want to go on record and say that. At least he knew the doctor was going to be in the diner. Yeah, yeah. Or take him somewhere and, like, sit him down. But he's, like, eating. Yeah. What if the doctor's like, oh, you've got this. We need to do surgery. Oh, we can't now because you've eaten something. It's the 1950s. Oh, it's 19- <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> there was a bit of that where I'm like, one thing that didn't happen a lot in this film is smoking. Mm. Yeah. Like, normally in these films, they're, like, smoking up a train. But in this, like, I don't think anybody smokes in this film. Yeah. Uh, not, yeah. not yes, there was someone that smokes. But, no, it, it, it's... Uh, well, I think they were going for was, the, more, yeah. the more wholesome yeah. township. Yeah. But that was a real hmm for me. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, do, you want to, do, you, do you want to hear some more hmms? Go, go for it. Um, okay. This is my question <laughs> for you, Tristan. How long did it take to fix the Majestic? A couple months, maybe. Because it, like, it felt like two afternoons. 
Well, the whole town was helping. Yeah, and they changed clothes like once. And also, <laughs> playing the piano is not helping fix the Majestic. Like It's hey, keeping know, morale up. I know he tuned it. And, you know, tuning a piano, that's super easy thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, what? Yeah, he can't remember like, his life, but he knows how to tune the piano. Go, hey. I was like, oh, yeah, good on you. Yeah, I was like, how much time is passing? I was like, this was definitely shot two days apart. <laughs> because the lighting is like exactly the same. Yeah. You know, they should have had one where they're in the rain doing it. It doesn't, it doesn't rain. Also, so the Majestic, the front of the Majestic yeah. was built in a car park. So the, the whole facade was built, that and the candy bar were built in a car park. Yeah. And then the internals of the cinema was at like a fairground where they had actually built it. That's amazing. Yep, yep, yep. That is like, and like that, the diner and the police station maybe were all built facades. They're not actually in that town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I'm like, God, some, sometimes you're just like, that, like they had to build a diner. Like, yep. yeah. Amazing. Yeah, well, it's it's you know, it's either build a whole town, fake a, a fake whole town, or go to a real town and and build the the elements that yeah. you need. I wonder after they left and they wrapped, and they're like, should we just put a diner there? Because <laughs> it's pretty great. That was a real. It's hmm. already half built. That was a real hmm for me. I was like, <laughs> how much? How long does amnesia last? Quite a while, if you do yeah. care. I sort of looked into it since asking that question. And I suppose he's not getting any... Look, I'm, I'm going to ask my own question, but like, I suppose he's not getting any triggers from his actual life until he sees the film that he wrote. Yeah. Also, it can't come back until it has the most dramatic impact for yeah. the story. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Because was, I was thinking about it, because I was like, I have a friend who their husband had like a very serious injury mm. and it like quite changed him as well. Yeah. Um, she's like, he was a real, um, not very nice, like not like a bad person, but he was just like not very nice guy. She didn't really yeah. like him. Then he had this like injury and then he has, like his personality changed quite a lot. And I was like, what is that like? Because you knew him before and now you know him now. And like they're now married. Mm. And she's like, I'm always like really worried that one day it's going to like flick back and I'm going to, there's this like, horrible sort of person that I didn't really like is going to be there. Um, but then I was just kind of thinking about that. I was like, how long? Because there are stories that are like amnesia lasting for years and stuff. Mm. But I'm also like, very particular type of amnesia, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's like I, I'm not an expert on amnesia yeah. at all, but it, this seems to be a very... Uh, Acute case. <laughs> Uh, a very uh, film case of mm. uh, of amnesia. There's like certain illnesses mm. that work a certain way, really only in film and uh, film and television. Things like amnesia and um, multiple personality, kind of a lot yeah. of mental health stuff. That because I was like, I was wondering, like maybe I should have done more research on this, guys. I I'm sorry, I I've let you down, but. And if you know, actually, if you know the answer to any of these questions, please feel free to get in contact with us because we would love to mm. hear from you. But like with amnesia, right? You've forgotten exactly who you are. Would you remember how to play the piano? Or like, would you remember how to tune a piano? Maybe, maybe, maybe it's like a muscle memory kind of thing. But again, mm. I, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. not an expert. Imagine with amnesia, it's not a, you forget everything. I think that there'd be maybe a, a trip short-term kind of long-term thing. Why didn't they put his picture in the paper if he's missing? They're looking for him. Everyone in the town's reading the paper. They're just like, what up? There he's like, hey, that's Luke. Well, they, they assumed that uh, he'd gone off with the, the communists. They'd yeah. taken him. It wasn't until they, they found the, uh, the car, they put it in the paper. That's true. Okay with that one? Yeah, that yeah, one? yeah, yeah, Can yeah. Okay, well, okay, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Tristan gets a tick for that one. And my final one. <laughs> and th look, this might be a very controversial thing to say. This movie felt like a Hallmark movie. Mm. And if you don't know what I mean by a Hallmark movie, a Hallmark movie, like, imagine, like, a bad Christmas movie that you've watched where it's like, 
daddy's not gonna be home for Christmas and then it's like oh if you wish upon this star and like it's like it's kind of too easy it's quite soft it's very gentle and there's no real dramatic tension going on in it like you know that everything's gonna be fine the whole time and it's got that and Hallmark obviously the cards yeah like they're very like soppy like it's like Oh, an undying love, like things like that. So, well, it's a, it's a very unassuming film. Yeah, um, and I mean, we don't get a lot of those as well. I'm not saying that that's that's necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think sometimes uh, a little bit of hope and uh, a little bit of uh, schmaltziness uh, can be okay. Oh, absolutely. I like. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. Like it really because I am an absolute Christmas fan. Uh, bad Christmas film tragic. I love them, love them, love them. But this at moments I was just like, this could very easily be a bad Christmas movie. Mm. Like very interesting. Like he's Christmas like and on Christmas Day he opens a box and there's like a thing and that sparks his memory. One of the things that I was hoping would happen in this film, <laughs> I was really hoping that he was actually Luke. Mm. And that um Appleton was actually a fake thing that he had put on after the war. And then it was good. I, I hope that's what they were going to do. Mm. But they didn't. No, no, no. no. Well, they, 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 they kind of hinted at it. Yeah. Um, but ultimately went, went the other way. And I think it uh, oh, yeah. makes a, a, a much more kind of dramatic yeah. conclusion to the film, I guess. Mm. Um, especially when the, the letter from Luke. Slash. Which is based on a real letter. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of, and like all of the pictures in the uh, shops that at the start of the movies when he's walking around, they are all real soldiers that were lost in World War II mm. that are actually from the town that they're filming in. Like just little details yeah. like that are really, really lovely. And the, the letter itself, the voice of uh, Luke is Matt Damon. Yeah, who was originally supposed to play Luke. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was a lovely little touch as well. Yeah. Like, they don't look alike, though, just so everybody knows. <laughs> Is that a photo of him in the war uniform, though? That, that would have been a photo of Jim Carrey. Yeah. 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 Like, oh, you look so much like him. I'm like, <laughs> my wife's like, that's because that is him. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And that's why he gets mistaken. Yeah, that's true. Mm. So that, that's kind of like all the things that I, I had. Um, I did like the use of, like, the Coco Bongo. Yeah. Uh, as the club oh. from The Mask. Yeah. And... Again, as my wife picked out, like the Grinch, a big town parade for him gets lifted up on their shoulders, <laughs> gets taken around, gets made a big deal of it. I'm like, oh, it's the Grinch. It's the outsider coming into town and being embraced. Yeah. yeah. And also, I don't want to say crazy car, but uh, very significant uh, yeah. car in the yeah. film. Uh, I mean, also, all- okay. Aquaplaning is a thing. Yeah. If you don't know what aquaplaning is, aquaplaning is where you drive on water and your the water creates a barrier between your wheel and the road and you can't get traction, which is what happens on the bridge, yeah. I'm assuming, when it rains. Yeah. Very heavily, very quickly. <laughs> Would that happen like that, though? Probably not exactly like that. It was a, a, very, a yeah. very kind of staged uh, a stunt, that one. Mm. And also, like, he dead, right? Because he did a header... Followed by a car into a river about 20 metres down. Like, he he dead, right? No, just very bad head injury. Yeah, yeah. He got lucky. Yeah, Lucy's like, but like, he just... Lucy, my wife, hi. To this podcast that you are not listening to. (laughs) Uh, um, But like, she's like, he's dead. Like, he just took a whole car to the back of the head. And I'm like, yeah... I think he never got his monkey back either. <gasps> he don't, didn't. Yeah, like oh, he like poked monkey. it with a stick. <laughs> um, what, what what like film maker wise? Like what do you what do you what do you think? Or like what do you see in this film? Because you said it was a bit frayed on the edges. Like yeah, I I, I think it's 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 a, a product of its time kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I I don't know. Not that it, it kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but it's a very patriotic film, and we're not. <laughs> American, we're Australians, um, and I, 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 I think it was a lot more accepted in what two thousand and one that it was made. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, th- th- it was quite a lovely sentiment, but that kind of patriotism here in in twenty twenty, I think, is has turned a bit of a a, a, a different way. 
Yeah, well, you know, when you look at it and there's only one African-American person in the mm. whole town. Like, I get it, guys, I get it. It's the 1950s and stuff like that. But, like, yeah, it paints a very interesting... Like, I wonder what that town would be now. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, And, and I guess being a little bit older now, I guess a cynicism kind of creeping in, um, the smolchiness of the film just wasn't as endearing as when I first saw it, mm. I think. But the the big thing for me is just that that love letter to the cinema is is, is what um, holds a, a, a torch for this film. Um, and, and the favourite parts of the film, the film, the, the parts of the film that I, I come back for, I think it, it's really where, where it's the most honest, where it's the most authentic and where it's the most um, loving, I think, is the scenes in The Majestic. It's, it's um, appreciation of Hollywood. It's appreciation of that golden era of Hollywood and the, the, the community that storytelling and, and films bring... Uh, other things that are the big sticking out points for me, but the schmaltziness, the 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 love scenes. Um, I guess I was a bit more of a romantic in my younger days. I guess so. Your heart has been bitten, <laughs> like, frosted over. Um, and and now, not not to say that it's bad, but I, I can kind of see where it, it doesn't kind of land quite quite as nicely as it did for me. Yeah, I. Like, one of the other hmms that's just come to mind while you've been saying that, like, you know, in the courtroom, why didn't they just throw him in jail? Like, especially when he starts, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't know, stuff like that, where I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I'm like, you're trying so hard to create this world. And, of course, he's got to win. And it's it, it's, it kind of reminds me of um, what's McCall goes to Hollywood. Mr. Smith. Yeah, like that idea of like him like getting up and kind of uh, kill a mockingbird, that mm. idea of like, you know, the the man like standing up against the power and saying this is not right sort of thing. And and, and that's where I got like that love letter idea of this and, and it very much of the movie that she talked about, about why she became a lawyer yeah, as well, which she is the granddaughter of the woman who played the wife of the character that she quotes in the film, mm. which I thought was really cool. That's nice. Yeah, I was like, that's a really weird look. And uh, she and Jim Carrey dated in real life. Yes. Yeah. Continuing that trend. And a very uh, Lauren Holden, is her name? Yeah. Looks and acts very similar to Lauren Holly from Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a type. He's got a type. He definitely does. (laughs) The love of the Americana and the love of... Yeah, I think you're you're 100% right. Like, I was like, is Michael Bay... In this somewhere, there's a lot of American flags. I'd be very, I'd be very interested to talk to like an American about this film and what they think because they might be like, yeah, it's like watching Crocodile Dundee for us. It's like, yeah, it's gross. It's just like that is not what it's like at yeah. all. You know? No, I like I, I appreciate the sentiment, but mm. uh, I, I just don't think it quite lands as nicely in 2020 as it did in, in 2001. Well, apparently it didn't land very nicely in 2001 either. Apparently. Because it, it, it lost $40 million. Mm. Yeah. Um, but, but ultimately it's a, a, the, the, it, it tries to push an agenda a little bit, but mm. ultimately it's a very safe, a very unassuming, trying to be, be likeable film. It's, it's, not, it's not very pointy at all. Yeah. Um, and, and that's okay. That's okay. The, the audience for this is very different to uh, the normal Jim Carrey films and, and anything that we've talked about before. Um, I, I, probably the closest audience that a film that Jim Carrey's done compared to this would be something like Liar Liar. Or oh, the Truman Show? Yeah, I, I, I think that the Truman Show, yes, but... I think that's a more savvy audience. Oh, sorry. Yeah, safe wise. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah liar, liar. Like it's just surefire thing. But like, if you look like dipping in the actor's opinion, like this is a real, real departure for Jim. Yeah. Like this is very. This is a very, very different set of skills that he is he is calling upon. Um, and he, like, he is actively going against his 
comic intuition. Like you can see in there so many times that, like there's a joke there and like he's not. And he, I mean, even I guess with, with the more serious stuff that we've talked about mm. already, there's mm. always an element of comedy there. Yeah. That's not here. Yeah. At all. And yeah, absolutely. And I was surprised how well he did just your, and in my opinion, this is always the way, but like the leading man in most films is normally the most boring character in mm. the film. <laughs> like, like you look at James Bond and James Bond's great, but James Bond's pretty boring. Like yeah. he's just like, he's like, I'm going to get it done. And like Jim Carrey in this film, like he's so lovable. He's so charming. There's nothing, I don't know. Like he's done the work. You can see it all there. Like every time there's like, especially like, you know, when they gets to Lawson, the town and the fighting of like, I don't know who I am, but I know this is wrong. And I know this is, I don't know, it doesn't feel right. And these people think I'm this person, but I don't think I am. Like all of that work. And then like, like that moment when he's in the cinema and he's quoting the lines of his own movie and it hits him. Yeah masterclass like that is beautiful i don't care who you are that is beautiful acting there are the things where i'm like like this is incredibly safe Mm. and very easy like i feel like a lot of this would have been like and this is probably me being a jerk i don't know but like i'm like that's probably a really easy day on set but i can see why he did this film yeah 100 like i go he does the grinch before this two to three hours every day in a makeup chair crazily over the top and I feel like he I feel like two things happened he went one can I actually act like Mm. is this a thing I'm gonna like I'm gonna do like a serious drama and I'm gonna see where I sit in this and two he's like my audience need to see me differently yeah and I think going into where we sort of go in the next couple of films, if I'm not mistaken, I think he does have a couple more serious films. And and that's the thing. And, and I, th- I suppose for him as an actor, it's great that he can like turn it on, yeah. be super wacky and do some serious stuff. And he's already started to play with that over the last couple of years of his films before this. That real, like, where is that line? Where is the line from comedy to serious? And, like, we're, we're going to walk that. Don't know that it was incredibly successful. Yeah. In that way. I don't know that there was any chemistry between he and uh, Laura Holden. Yeah. Personally. I'll be honest with this film. I quite enjoyed this film. I didn't care. Yeah. Because I knew it was going to be fine. The whole time. From yeah. like second one, I'm like, he'll like he'll win. He'll win. Yeah. And he went back, he married the girl, the town accepted him, he took over the majestic. Like I was like, cool. I wouldn't rush out and see this film. Yeah. I like if you if it's on and you're at home and you're having a cup of tea and you watch it, great. But it's not this amazing piece of act like acting there are some very like the bit where he's at the bedside yeah and the dad's dying and you're just like yes like he's playing the secret he's playing the objective like he's he's really 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 doing it and if you don't know what the secret is like in most scenes actors will have a secret and this is a really really well illustrated in the Jack Nicholson film about Schmidt Mm. like the whole film, you're like, what is going on here? Like, this guy is doing this stuff, but you don't know why. And, like, the, act, the, the secret could be anything. Like, yeah. the secret could be, like, I just really don't like rabbits. <laughs> and that's what they play. And, yeah. and that's what they play. Like, as we do as people. We all yeah. have secrets that we don't want people to know about ourselves. And, and that particular film scene for me, and I know I'm kind of contradicting myself. I get that. But in that particular scene, like, you really, really get to see him work of, like, I need to be Luke in this moment. I have realized that I am not Luke. And he goes to tell him and then he backs away. Yeah. And that is beautiful. And then like when he dies, there's this real crying of like, 
did I do the right thing? I'm really sad because I really love this guy. He really like has helped me so much. And there's like so much emotion at the scene, the scenario that he's in, but also what's just happened. And that's mate. That's, yeah. that's amazing. That is really good. But then there's other scenes where I'm like, I do not care about yeah. this. Like when the dad had the heart attack, I was kind of like, great. <laughs> like, not obviously not like, wow. Right. But I was just like, it was like, it was beige. I don't want to say formulaic, but mm. it, it, it was yeah. hitting beats that you yeah. knew it was going to hit. That's why I was really like, I want him to actually be Luke. Yeah. That would be incredible. <laughs> but it's a safe film. Yeah. And that is a choice that has been made. Mm. Like they, it, it, they, they weren't kind of setting out to make a, 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 a I guess, a groundbreaking twist of a film. Mm. They, they went out to make a film that was wholesome, that was lovely, that might have taught you a little bit of something about freedom or whatever. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, they just wanted people to go to the cinema and have a good time. And I think in that respect, it succeeds if that's what you want, but I think a lot of people want a little bit more from Look, I, Yeah, I didn't go to bed angry. No. And that's the point. Yeah. That's the point. Just was like, oh, okay, sweet. Yeah. I was like, that's a really lovely film. Like, that, okay, this is the kind of film that I would sit down and watch with my grandmother. Yeah. And you know she's going to have it. She's going, oh, yes, I remember, oh, yes. You know, like, you're going to have, that's not what my grandmother sounds like <laughs> at all, by the way. But, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's easy. It's yeah. a very easy film. Again, a Hallmark film because they're trying to appease as many people as they can. Mm. They don't want people to get offended. They don't want people to get upset. They want people to have a good time. Maybe a little bit of dramatic tension. But like, like even when the, like they rolled into town, yeah, I was just like, he's not going to jail, man. Like, it's not, like he might leave, might not come back or something whatever he might like I was like what I thought he was gonna do is like maybe like keep his movie career and then like run the majestic and something like that like I didn't know ultimately he wanted something real yeah absolutely as we all do and you know and I think that's actually probably one of the biggest triumphs of this film yeah that like and actually one of the funniest moments in this whole film <laughs> and when he's like I got a what if for you. And he stands up and he just walked out of the meeting and you're like, that, I'm like, if that's not impro, yeah. I don't know what he is. But it's still going to hold a, 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 a lovely place in my heart um, just from when I saw it back then. Mm. And I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to that memory of this mm -hmm. film and not re revisiting it. I can tell you right now, I will dream about this film. Just. The monkey? <laughs> oh, the monkey but like just the kind of like the tonal elements and like the things that they've done in this film and the way it's shot and the way it feels like I will 100% dream about this film it's a nice it was a nice film to watch with my wife yeah he can did I and, learn anything? No. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess a safe film for Jim Carrey to step out into a very dramatic yeah. dramatic role I almost feel like this should have been an indie film is it Searchlight that Fox have? Yeah. Put it out there, like, have a look, see what you think, we're working some stuff out. That's what this film should have been. Not Jim Carrey, The Majestic. Like, I, I, I just think it, yeah, that's what it actually should have been. If it was that, it would have been great. Yeah. But, but I feel like they're like, $72 million, we're going to make this back. His films don't make under $100 million. And yeah. then they're like, oh, no. No, I think it's more they wanted to make a Frank Darabont film. Yeah. Um, and they well, Matt Damon, well, yeah, was their first choice, and then and then Jim got a, uh, signed on. Yeah, and, and I mean, what Frank Darabont is, he, he did what the Green Mile before this. Mm. Like he hasn't done a lot of films, but he did the Green Mile before this and the Shawshank Redemption, which is like everyone's yeah favorite film. It's of in everyone's all time. like top ten films, um, and yeah. that's because it is. I don't want to say a safe film, but mm. it is. It it, it um, again plays off that Americana. Yeah. Um, and and gives you a safe, uplifting feeling, which this is going yeah. for as well, but just not as successfully. Yeah, it is. When you are saying earlier about former lake, it is kind of former lake though in a way, because like man has a problem, man leaves problem, man goes somewhere else, has other problem. That other problem then solves his first problem out for him. Everybody ends happily. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a traditional narrative. You, could, I, I bet you, there is a drinking game. <laughs> 
<laughs> where you could drink, like you have to drink every time you can name a film that has the exact same plot. Okay, this is the other thing that I wanted you to do. <laughs> well, th- th- that's the thing. Yeah. There's only six six plots in Hollywood. Yeah, that's and true. every every story is, is. A, a derivation of of those mm. six stories. Your Laura Holden, Lauren Holden's character. Yeah. Hello. Hello. You and your your husband. Um, how did you meet? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Well, have I got a tale for you? Luckily, they made a movie about it. Have you got two and a half hours? Oh, like, I just, I was like on the train today and I'm like, imagine if somebody else is like, because I get married and they have two kids. Yeah. I'm like, how did you guys meet? It's like, well, he had amnesia and was pretending to be my dead fiance. <laughs> well, <laughs> but he was running away from being a communist. Uh, like, yeah, crazy stuff. <laughs> what are we? That's a, that's a meat cute right there. So, uh, what's next? Uh, next, we're getting back into a bit more comedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going with Bruce Almighty. Ooh. Again, a film that I haven't seen since it first came out. Yeah, I saw it in the cinema and have seen lots of gifs of it since, but I've not seen it like in its entirety. I think I've seen Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty more. Actually, this film is the film that launched uh, Steve, Steve Carell's yeah. uh, career. So that'll be interesting. I'm excited. I'm yeah. actually excited about this film. Well, guys, if uh, you want to join us uh, next uh, episode and when we're talking, it's going to look, I'm worried because it's going to get very religious. <laughs> um, but um, please, please do. Please follow us on whatever service you are streaming and listening to this through. We would really, really like that. Please comment as well if you're on iTunes or wherever. That would be really great. We'd love to hear from you. Um, it really helps our cause as well to get them comments. Get in contact with us at dandel underscore fun on uh, Facebook or at dandel.fun on Twitter. Love to hear from you guys uh, there as well. Um, cool. Thanks, guys. Bye. See you next time. Bye.